This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen. Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and thanks very much for joining us in this latest and very special Cafe Connect. So Cafe Connect is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen, and I'm Chris Crowley. I'm the Public Engagement with Research Manager at the University. And today, um, it's a very special Cafe Connect because we're joined by a, a guest, and that's Barney Crockett, who is Lord Provost of the City and Royal Borough of Aberdeen. So hello, Barney. Hi there. Hi, great to have you with us. Now, I should say that Barney's here today to talk about his research into the kinder transports, which brought you know, some 10,000 children out of national socialist occupied and governed countries in, in Europe in the late 1930s, early 1940s. And his research into some of the children who made their way to, to Aberdeen. Um, so looking very, you know, very much looking forward to hearing your, your research into this. Um, but I should also say that this Cafe Connect is a joint one with the university's Malcolm he of Seton Memorial Committee. So I mean, Malcolm He of Seton, um, he devoted himself as, as a man to highlighting the history of anti-Semitism, um, highlighting the history of the Jewish people. <laughs> Barney, what can we say about Malcolm Vivian He of Seton? I mean, the last layers of Seton, a, a, a true polymath, yeah? Yes. Yeah, he was both a historian, he was a mathematician, so active service in the First World War, involved in the Secret Service, um, and then during the Second World War, became a great advocate for Jewish rights, and, you know, and he also sought a greater understanding of, of what we now know as the Holocaust. He sought to put it in its wider historical and religious dimensions. And his, his widow, Alice Ivy, he of Seton, made a bequest in her will to the University of Aberdeen uh, to establish a memorial committee, a, a memorial lecture series, rather. Um, and this was established for the promotion of a greater understanding and furtherance knowledge of the, the history and culture of the Jewish people, as well as of, of religious tolerance more generally. So it's within the umbrella of the he of Seton memorial committee that we bring you this this special podcast today but that I think is enough for me <laughs> we're here to hear from yourself Barney so um, would you maybe like to start by saying a little bit about the kinder transports themselves yes and, and before I do that I'll just say one word um, Malcolm Hay would almost certainly have been involved in some of the things that we're looking at here and I'm sure that'll uh, become apparent but you know the kinder transport uh, scheme it, it really refers maybe to two different things is that specifically it's a specific scheme that followed the Kristallnacht events uh, where Britain allowed uh, a large number of uh, Jewish children and Jewish and some other children uh, to come into the UK without normal uh, immigration procedures. And, uh, that, and But probably the label is applied to people who maybe go out for other reasons too. But the specific kinder transport scheme did apply uh, to, to Aberdeen. And uh, that's uh, what I've been looking at. And I think one of the things that surprised me was that Britain was the only country that had a similar scheme. It's quite shocking. I thought, well, I was quite surprised. For example, the United States, they attempted, two congressmen attempted a scheme, but it got no support at all. So it's quite interesting that only Britain uh, it did uh, reduce the borders and again maybe late in the day we, a lot of people didn't get out because it was fairly late in the day but um, it, it is first it's moving that it happened but maybe shocking it didn't happen on a bigger scale. Indeed, I mean, and, and that's true of so many things around about the Holocaust, really, isn't it? I mean, that's 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 what we're dealing with here. And um, actually, can I ask how, how did you come to have a specific interest in in this? Yeah, well, it's a, well, 
I mean, obviously, I would always be interested in the Holocaust. I'm interested in Jewish history. But in particular, I mean, I had an interest in one of the, my predecessors is Lord Provost. And Lord Provost Tommy Mitchell, a quite staggering figure who was a Lord Provost from uh, 1938 uh, to 1947. Um, he was a fantastic figure. And what I was really struck uh, with was the, 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 it said the first thing that he wanted to do when he became Lord Provost in 1938 was to do something for Jewish people in Germany. You know, so that really set me off. And um, he uh, almost immediately after the Kristallnacht, he had a meeting in the music hall, which was attended by all the, you know, the major organizations in the city and just beyond, uh, who took on major commitments to trying to help Jewish children and and what they, it was called Jewish and non-Aryan uh, uh, children get out of uh, um, of, of uh, Germany and the extended parts of Germany. And all the all the threads so far I've got are to um, Vienna and Prague. So it's tended to be the area that that was the areas that people were coming from. But again, it was Lord Provost Mitchell and the fantastic uh, human side of, of Tommy Mitchell. I think it's really moving to me is that Tommy Mitchell was illegitimate and all through his career he wanted, he always thought of children who are not being looked after. Actually, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very much um, bearing in mind here the, 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 the fantastic Provostal portrait of Tommy Mitchell that, that hangs in the townhouse and he, he looks like such a kindly man in the yes. portrait and obviously that, that this comes across in, in his actions there as well. So right, okay, so that's yeah, it's, it's a, a, very, a very pertinent link back there through the uh, the office of the, the, the Lord Provostship. So um, do we know how many of these children came to Aberdeen by these means? I mean, this, this is what we're concerned with here, I guess. No, we, we don't know the numbers. Right. We know that uh, far fewer managed to come than were planned for. So that they had a major commitment from organisations to help fund uh, children coming. It was a big commitment. And, uh, you know, it, it is very moving that you'll see sometimes the press comments that uh, we're not getting much news from, uh, you know, that, that, that people are finding it difficult. In addition to taking uh, children here, they were also sending things to uh, particularly Prague and uh, Vienna and Budapest uh, to help people too. They were sending clothes, they were sending whatever they could. So, uh, you know, you, it is uh, horrifying. But, you know, they, they, they were hundreds, they were, ex they were funding, they were putting up places for 200 um, in Italy. And uh, of that, only a small-ish number we know. We don't know the, the, the numbers that came. I'm trying to follow up a few individually. So we only have a, we have a couple of, a lot of details about a couple of people, um, and we're looking for more. So if anybody out there knows, uh, the, 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 that's how I found it. I, I found the, the things just by people telling you and, um, you know, trying to follow them up. But, you know, not not as many came as were, were, uh, were planned for and hoped for. Yeah, so I guess there's a couple of points here, just just based on what you you've said. You've you've mentioned the major institutions in the city who were involved. I'm I'm guessing that's obviously Aberdeen City Council, um, the, the incorporated trades, the university, all, all of them. Yeah, the, the the meeting at the music hall, which is well recorded in the local press, had the 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 Lord Provost called the meeting, but you had you know very much the Church of Scotland. You had uh, you had the incorporated trades, the Burgesses, the Trades Council, the trade unions organisation, all of them, you know, making quite big commitments. 
Lady Aberdeen, who was a huge figure, um, was a couple of months from her death in her ninth decade, and she undertook to take a large number. To, to you know, she was funding, going to fund. Um, I think from memory, forty uh, would be going to you know. So huge commitment from uh, from the different organisations, and a, a tremendous you know tremendously moving to see that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So and and obviously fewer came than 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 you know, than, than people hoped would get here. And as you say, this this is ongoing research. You know, I mean, the, the story isn't fully told by by any means. But as, as you alluded to there, there are one or two that we know a little bit more about. And I guess what we've got there is Ernestina Young, Ernie Young, as, as she's often known, and Erika Schulhoff. I mean, these are the two that maybe are, are, are best known. Yes. Yeah, that's right. And so, you know, we, we know quite a lot about both of the, these, uh, 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 you know, young people and children. And uh, you know the, the you know we're we're looking for more. But uh, Ernie, as that you mentioned, she came again from uh, from Vienna, and uh, you know the, the first surprise in her is that she was met by the chauffeur of one of the wealthiest people in Aberdeen. So she uh, not uh, the, the and was whisked off to Edge Hill, maybe the poshest house in Aberdeen at the time, and uh, um, and. You know, she made many, many connections to people, including Churchill. So uh, her obituary records that she said grace for Winston Churchill. And we know that uh, Winston Churchill only spent one day of his life in Aberdeen. And uh, it was at Edge Hill that he went for his yeah. breakfast. So she, she, said, uh, she said the grace for him. And then he planted a tree, which we have on film. And uh, then, the, 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 you know, the, the, he got the freedom of the city. So again, people, and again, um, Sir Thomas Jaffrey, who was a, and Lady Jaffrey, they were huge figures in Aberdeen, and in particular, massive philanthropists, and probably gave a lot of money to the wider thing. Um, and Sir Thomas had freedom of the city based on his enormous uh, philanthropic uh, moves. I know. I, th I think it's it's probably germane to say just a, a brief word there about you know whilst you know we've mentioned Malcolm Vivian Hay of Seton and the you know the, the Hayes of Seton been one of the great families of Aberdeen. It's it's also fair to say that the Jaffreys are one of the the great historic families of Aberdeen. You know, they, they were incumbents of the the office of Lord Provost for you know, parts of the 17th century. <laughs> very very well known as, as 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 Quakers in the city again 17th century the family at the the forefront of the introduction of Quakers and and here we see you know the the lineage coming down to to you know late 19th and early 20th century and Sir Thomas who was actuary at the the Aberdeen Savings Bank was he is that, is that right? yeah. Yeah. yeah and and now this I should know off the top of my head was he rector at the university. I think he was, yeah, he was erected, yeah, that's yeah. right. And then you know, just just as a footnote to this, to say that um, one of the, the the professors of economics at the university, Keith Bender, um, is is actually currently undertaking some research into the life of Sir Thomas Jaffrey. I mean, he greatly feels that Sir Thomas is one of Aberdeen's forgotten heroes, absolutely rightly so. So um, I hope to bring a, a cafe connect on on the life of Sir Thomas Jaffrey later on to this. It's, it's good how these things sort of acquired their own momentum and, and the story with Churchill there, a, a fantastic vignette. I mean, this young girl arrived, never did expecting to see a, a chauffeur-driven car, let alone Winston <laughs> Churchill in, in a few years' time. But it's it's that's 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 fate, isn't it, effectively? It is indeed, yes. It's, uh, it is. And again, the other, you know, the other girl we know quite a bit about again some similarities there she she uh, came uh, she came to Aberdeen from Vienna but uh, 
Her father had been the chief chemist in a, a major works and on the border of Czechoslovakia and Austria. And uh, he he managed just the, to by, in the nick of time to get out of that town before Jews were rounded up. Um, and it's very, very, you know, very, very moving that the, the parents tried to keep a secret from Erica that she was Jewish. She didn't know she was Jewish until the, after World War II. Uh, right. she, they tried to protect her and not tell her that they had, you know, they they didn't pre present as Jewish. Um, they, they, they had uh, converted to Christianity and um, they tried to keep it uh, secret that the, the family were Jewish. And so, uh, so, so Erica left uh, um, uh, Vienna not knowing that. And she again arrived and uh, she was slightly different, but she was taken into a boarding school, into what the Convent of the Sacred Heart that was still operating as a boarding school in my uh, youth. Um, and uh, really, so uh, she again, she has written her memoirs, um, her life story, and a third of her life story is uh, is, is is based in Aberdeen. I thought, although she was only there uh, a, a short part of her very long life, uh, it's the and she she said that Aberdeen was the granite cocoon that protected her in World War Two, and that is uh, you know obviously very very moving. And to my, I mean, I I found uh, uh, the Erika Schulhoff looking at things online, to, uh, looking at the internet, trying to get things, and that eventually I found out about Erika. But what I didn't realize, um, it seemed from the internet that I was reading that she had died uh, just quite recently. But she hadn't. She has, fortunately, blessedly, she hasn't. Uh, she's still alive. So we are hoping to make some direct contact uh, with her. But she was connect. She was a boarder at the Sacred Heart. And in the holiday time, she was taken home by other people linked to the school, and during which she met a number of uh, aristocrats and people who worked for Victoria and Queen Victoria and all sorts. So, um, you know, very, you know, interesting uh, things about that too. So that Sacred Heart that you mentioned here, that, where was that based in Aberdeen? It it's now the Aberdeen City Council School of St Joseph's, and that's our Queen's Road area. Um, at that time, it was a, a boarding school. Then it became a, a, a primary school, a, a primary school in which the bishop, until not that many years ago, lived. You know, we have grounds for believing, although it might seem unbelievable, we've grounds for believing that there may be one or two nuns still alive who remember Erica. So we're, you know, we're following that up uh, too. Uh, as astonishingly. So it's amazing how these threads, these human history threads can multiply and you find out yeah. more. No, I, I, indeed, and that's actually one of the points I ought to have made at the, the, the start of this is, you know, that these cafe series is, you know, we obviously it's a podcast, but we still encourage question and answer and we encourage people to get in touch with us. So you know, if anyone does have any information or would like to get in touch, you're very easy to find on Aberdeen City Council's website or you can get in touch with ourselves at the university. It's peru at abdn.ac.uk. So it's P-E-R-U at abdn.ac.uk. If, if you have any information or you have any further questions for Barney, but, you know, we can, I'll, I'll repeat that at the end of the, the, the podcast as well. I was just going to say that would be super. One specific one where, where you know, I'm trying to find is that a woman came up to me at an event uh, some years ago and said that her um, uh, 
well-known uh, Jewish figure in Aberdeen uh, came up to our door of our house when she was a small child and he had a child with him and he said, can you take a child? And the, the organisation for his child had fallen through and uh, this was a, ch a Jewish child from the Kinder Transport and the family took him in and he, he grew up there. And she said he became a millionaire in, a, in, in, in London dealing in cars and wrote his bio autobiography. But we haven't managed to trace that uh, link. But if anybody can know, uh, fill in. The, um, the, the, the person who came to the door was a very famous character in Aberdeen. He, uh, he, he ran the Palais de Dance and the new cinema, later the Curzon cinema, and uh, very much a larger than life uh, entrepreneur. And uh, he did raise a lot of the money in Aberdeen too. He worked with Lord Provost Mitchell uh, to, uh, to raise uh, the money. That was Ernest Bromberg. And Ernest Bromberg used to make his own newsreels about Aberdeen in, in the, at this time. So you can still see them online, but without a commentary. But, but, uh, but he, he was a larger than life media figure. And uh, as I say, did a, did a lot. It was a central figure in this scheme as well. And, you know, you touched on the nature of research there, and of course the nature of historical research is, as you say, sort of nebulous. You have newspapers, you have archives, very much oral history in this case, you know, that you're you're alluding to there. But I, I wonder, has, has there been any contact with the, the Hebrew congregation in Aberdeen? Any any memories come through them? Or Well, I mean, there's two, the answer to that in two parts. I mean, the first thing, in terms of contact, yes, very much so. We, we have a very close connection to the Hebrew congregation, but there, there isn't all that much uh, memory through that because the Jewish, the Hebrew congregation has tended to circulate in this area over a, a number of years. So the, the historic threads are less than you might expect because we've always had a very small um, Hebrew community and uh, the, the history is there, but the but the families have tended to, to move on. So, you know, but but uh, but, but yeah, the the. The, the link is there and the excitement. I mean, the, the, fair to say that there's a lot of excitement over what we are discovering. And uh, we can certainly use some of the, the written archives of the Hebrew community to, to help with us, yeah. Okay, so actually, come back to both Erica and Ernie Young. Um, obviously, in the case of um, Erica, we know that she, she, she was at the, the Sacred Heart Convent. But do we know what school Ernestina went to? Well, I'm trying to work on that now. I think I might have uh, got uh, some way of, uh, I, I might manage to get contact or relation. I'm trying to work on that now. I have a slight suspicion that she may have also gone to the convent. And that suspicion is based on no more than the fact that she worked uh, for the Sacred Heart as a teacher in London in a later part of her life. So possibly she's also linked to the, the, the Sacred Heart. But we don't know that. Uh, but I, um, I, I am trying to find that out right now. So the the, the house that she stayed in with the, the Jaffreys, that's Edge Hill. Um, so yeah. that's uh, west end of Aberdeen, so Edge Hill Terrace Very much. area. It's a, yeah. it a 16 acre site, which <laughs> I think it's now a, a sizable uh, state of houses is on the ground. So I don't know. Uh, I think that it may be that the house is even gone. I can't find yeah. it. Uh, Maybe somebody can direct me and, and tell me. Okay, would this? I, I'm probably completely yeah. wrong here. Is, is this the site then that's across the road from Mile End School? It's the fairly new housing 
bit in the West End. It's more in certain cults. Uh, out, uh, oh, the, oh, right. Ah, no, right. So, sorry, I was thinking of Edge Hill Terrace there. Apologies. Total red herring. Edge Hill. In, might be, Hill. Yeah, there, it's interesting. There might be a, a, a link with the two the, the two names. Uh, right. It's quite possible. But no, Edge Hill was out in cults in um, right. area. Okay, so yeah. it's feasible she went to school there as well. I mean, it's... it's, it's it could, it could yeah. be. But yeah. um, we also know that Robert Gordon's college provided two places for boys. So we we know that there were at least two boys here who were attending a school at Robert Gordon's college. They were given free places. And uh, Robert Gordon's college, it was at that time, it was Robert Gordon's colleges. Uh, so they had the school, Robert Gordon's college, but they also had technical aspects, which now RGU. Uh, and they provided a free engineering place uh, there as well. And Aberdeen University, just uh, again, this isn't kinder transport, the refugees more broadly. Um, there were eight uh, refugees interned. Uh, as a, One of the profound uh, um, ironies was that Jewish uh, Ger from Germany um, refugees were interned as Germans. So there were eight uh, students from our, our uh, from Aberdeen University who were all refugees who were interned. And Aberdeen University, I discover one of my little things is that they managed to have the examination given in the internment camp, which oh, I'm assuming they don't name it for obvious security reasons, but I believe it was the Isle of Man. So right. I think the, the university managed to get the the, the examination. So everybody was, you know. And I, the one comment that has been made from the Hebrew congregation is they do suspect the kind of very broad effort to help refugees was fairly unusual. Uh, not always the case that there was that. So we had yeah. major figures. You mentioned uh, Thomas Jaffrey. It's a, a Mr. A, Mr. Taylor, who's the Taylor Buildings now in Aberdeen University. Yeah. He also was an absolute uh, stalwart in supporting the refugee cause as well. As was, you know, principal also spoke up. Indeed, and you know, and and you almost come back full circle there to Malcolm Vivian Hay, you know, just just located in you know his house and in, in what is now Seaton Park, and uh, you know there he was. He 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 was such an advocate for Jewish rights. He you know he firmly believed in you know he needed to do something about the persecution of the Jews and yeah. under Nazi Europe, which he he knew was going over and above pogroms that it was into a different territory, learned Hebrew, became correspondence with James Wiseman, Albert Schweitzer. I mean, you know, yeah, you're right. I think what yeah. we're dealing with in Aberdeen here is, is something that's, you know, it's not unique, but it's certainly probably it's, over it's and above. And, it's, uh, and something I just mm. discovered recently is that Erika uh, Schulhoff, her uncle came to Aberdeen, who was one of the world's leading scientists, and he was given an honorary degree at Aberdeen University in the time that he was here. He was uh, put to the Macaulay. He was smuggled out of Norway. He was one of the top geophysicists, uh, geoscientists in the world. Um, and uh, he he was on the pier at Oslo, awaiting deportation to Auschwitz when he was secreted off the pier. Um, and uh, he was smuggled into Sweden. Unfortunately, he was the only one, the, the rest of Auschwitz. But he came to Aberdeen. He, he, he met with uh, Erica, um, and as I say, he got an honorary a degree. And uh, also, at the time he was in Aberdeen, he got a, uh, what was called a foreign uh, member. Uh, it's quite a grand title of the, of the Royal Society. He was a foreign member of the Royal Society. So, okay. very wow. prominent figure. So, he's uh, Victor Goldschmidt. 
Okay. I, saw, I mean, one of the questions I was going to ask was, do we know of any specific links to the university? But we've teased out quite a few. They are really, you know, the the the, the Jewish students at the university, the, the awarding of the honorary degree. Um, I think the university, um, did they fund some places as well for refugees or? Um, I think that was a case for engineering, I think. Yeah. Uh, but it could be between what's now RGU and Aberdeen University. Ah, yeah. 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 Okay. So, uh, and obviously you, you mentioned Auschwitz there and, and the fate of so many countless people during the, the, the Second World War. And I guess we come here, you know, the fates of the, the families or the, the, the parents of Erika and Ernie. Do we know anything about yeah, that? Yeah, we, we know um, in uh, the, the, the both sides of the coin, if you like, is that uh, Ernestine, uh, her father died just before um, the the... The, the war, and her mother survived, uh, and uh, we don't know the details, but her mother was a dentist, so I think it's quite conceivable that, uh, you know, she more, more chance of surviving if you were, had medical uh, expertise, perhaps, but we could maybe do some more research there. Uh, tragically, Erica's parents, I mentioned about the fact that they had tried to uh, keep it, they were still writing to Erica. Um, they were writing, interestingly, after the UK government was trying to prevent anybody writing uh, because they were scared of information being passed back and forth. But um, it's very sad to read the letters. Eventually, the, they say, write via the uncle in Oslo, uh, as a at that time, a neutral country. But of course, when Germany invaded Oslo, then that stopped and the uncle had to try and leave. Um, so then the, then the letters stop. Now, Erica did not know what had happened to her parents until fairly recently. She had done a lot of research, a lot of attempts. Obviously, the assumption is it's likely they were killed, but she didn't know until about 10 years ago, and her children got the evidence that they were murdered in Chilmo. And again, we speak the banality of evil they were taken, all Jews from the, the Vienna were directed at one point to watch a ghetto in Poland. And they may, you know, they were down as being Christian. Um, you know, they had converted from Judaism to Christianity. And, uh, you know, who knows, they may have thought that might uh, ameliorate, but they were killed first. Uh, non, the non-Jewish Jews, if you like to call them that, the people who are not following the Jewish religion were murdered instantly. Okay. And, and uh, as I say, the banality, it was Chelmo where it was the, they were just beginning to experiment in mass killings. Uh, so they were killed in the exhaust fumes of buses. The, 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 that was the first experiment of mass murder. Yeah, uh, amongst the first uh, victims of mass murder. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I mean, I mean, I'm not just just for our listeners. It's, it's probably fair to say, um, Chelmno was, it wasn't a, a concentration camp. It was it was purely a death camp. I mean, death camp. yeah, There's almost nothing, yeah. nobody. Yeah, nothing there. Nothing there. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and, and anybody who went, oh, I mean, very little survival of, of, of any description. There was no work camp. There was no, and, and as you say, it was before gas chambers. I think it was um, when they were using sealed trucks that people were put into and the exhaust fed back into it. So yeah, I, I mean, absolutely terrible fate. And yeah, the fate of, of, of so many people at that time. But again, this sort of the whole thing here reflects that this is its ongoing research and its life. And I think there's a sort of there's almost an irony here. I mean, you you know Aberdeen's history well, Barney, and you know that Aberdeen has got you know the UNESCO recognised borough records. It has got fantastic documentation from the medieval period, the early modern period. And yet, when you start coming down to the the twentieth century, it's almost an irony that you know the official records sort of run out, and you start piecing together from so many other different sources. You know that the stories are less well known almost. Uh Exactly. I mean, we'll never know as much about uh, the right now as we know about, uh, you know, the 16th century, because everything yeah. had to be written down in, in, in fastidious detail yeah. because there was nothing else. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, even that does slightly affect us here. And uh, it's, it's certainly so we are trying we're trying yeah. to fill in details. So, so if anybody can help, we're, we're, we're anxious to do that. Can I just say one thing I maybe should have said earlier, because you asked about the Hebrew congregation. And the one thing is that they were central in all of this as well. So I didn't want to. Um, and of that speakers at the music hall event, they're all named except for the two contributors from the official representatives of the Hebrew congregation. And again, it's maybe there. Obviously, there was a reason why they're not mentioned is that it could have affected uh, relations uh, elsewhere. So. But they were very much uh, involved in the whole thing as well. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course, that's a very fair point. So, yeah, I think that that, that sort of brings us towards, you know, half an hour and, and you know, dip my toes into this this topic, really. But I, th I think, you know, as we go on, it would be great to get this information out to the schools, you know, I mean, yes. they, they, yeah. I mean, the, the, the Second World War affected Aberdeen in so many different ways. And this is a very human way, you know, in which it, it, it interplayed with the, the city and its life. So thank you very much for us. I mean, you know, fascinating insight into, you know, so many different bits. And it's, you know, it's a shame we don't have time to touch on it further. But obviously we can touch on on the life of um, Thomas, Sir Thomas Jaffrey, a little bit more um, in, in a subsequent podcast. But um, if anyone's got any questions or any information to say, please feel free to either get in touch with Barney directly or through ourselves at peru at abdn.ac.uk. But in the meantime, it just it comes to me to say thank you very much for sharing this with us, Barney. Thank you very much indeed. Thanks very much. Goodbye. This podcast is brought to you by the University of Aberdeen.